Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 14, Hypnos. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chiasium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and something that's been eating your prize roses at night, but from underneath the bushes, leaving only a puckered hole in the damp soil. And if you squint just right, you're pretty sure you can see something smiling up at you from the moist darkness. Your investigators of the unknown are Gabe as Roy. For once, I'm going to investigate the known this week. Matt as Rocky. Well, as a very wise man once said, the dildo of consequences rarely arrives lubed. And Brian as Pippa. I need to investigate that pucker. Welcome back, players. How is everybody doing tonight? Staying hydrated. I never stay hydrated. This is the uh, finale. Are you guys excited about this? No. Yeah, finales are great. Next case, we'll be presenting three new characters. I broke out the Junior Mints. Oh, special. But do you have the popcorn also? I just saw Junior Mint Hot Chocolate for sale. Definitely water and not moonshine, no matter what anyone says. He's drinking his pee. He's Howard Hughesing it over there. Who am I, Bear Grylls? Yes. Well, you're a bear. Hey. I mean, come on, it's pee. It's top shelf. It's actually mid-shelf. <laughs> yeah. I think I, on one of the last episodes, you did say you're a grower, not a shower. <laughs> it grows up. All right, guys. Well, uh, you know, lately I've been listening to Howard Jones's new album and just kind of blown away that after all this time, he sounds great. Like it's been many decades since I started listening to him. So it got me to thinking, what's a favorite musical album of yours that you think will stand the test of time? Blood Sugar Sex Magic, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Tells a beautiful story from beginning to end. Documentary is beautiful to pair with it. They rented a house and locked themselves in the entire time recording the the album from beginning to end. That's a tough one. It's only tough because there's so many. But the correct answer is Gaucho by Steely Dan. Gaucho's their best album. The average song length is like 5 minutes 30, which you know it's good Steely Dan when you're getting the long songs because they have a story to tell. Walter Becker has things to pluck at. That's really what it's all about. Two Against Nature, though. That that won the Grammy, and that's just weird. Two Against Nature, amazing. uh, Was it my cousin Dupree, is that it? I am the cousin Dupree. I'm probably going to catch a lot of shit for this because everyone's just going to meme on it. But honestly, um, my Chemical Romance album, The Black Parade, if you get past the everybody making fun of emos thing is actually a really great album because it's like uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. It tells a story. It was designed and written as a complete rock opera. And if you pay attention to the the mood and the lyrics of the songs, it actually tells the story of a um, a cancer patient who was slowly dying. And the, the album starts out with him dying. It says talks about himself. Then he dies. Then he experiences the afterlife. And then the last couple of songs are him reflecting on what happened during his life. And it's actually a really neat story if you pay attention. Cool. Don't you ever compare them to the Red Hat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, guys, for me, obviously, uh, Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here will always be the album that I go to because it never fails to evoke, you know, certain emotions, very 
specific emotions of loss and longing. And, you know, I can imagine an alien species landing on this planet when we're all dead and gone, striding through the rubble, picking up this record and putting it on a vinyl player and just feeling the same things that I feel when I listen to it. My second choice would be The Wall. I only listen to songs where you can rip lines of cocaine and drink whiskey to. So the number two album is 1984, obviously. All right, thanks, guys. Well, uh, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback, praise, or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And this show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Appreciate that, guys. But in the meantime, before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Do you often awaken in the dead of night and feel a strange presence in the bedroom with you? But when you flick on the light, there's no one there. Have you ever heard someone whispering your name at the far end of a darkened corridor when everyone else in the office has gone home for the evening? When you look up at the infinite blackness of space, do you sometimes see something you thought was a star move on its own, opposite the natural rotation of our planet? If you replied yes to any of these, then I invite you to West Coast Weirdos, my little shop in downtown Las Cruces. My name is Xavier, proprietor and purveyor of the strange. I seek out proof of supernatural phenomena, whether that be evidence of a successful seance or recordings of alien abduction. No urban legend, no mystical myth is above careful consideration or rigorous examination. Among my wares for sale, you'll find many rare items, including the lower half of one page from the Necronomicon. To passe, well, how does a plaster cast of Bigfoot sound? I see, you must be a collector of the macabre. Perhaps a wax pressing of the Marquis de Sade's voice, extolling the virtues of pleasure and pain, might tickle your fancy? We have these, and many more, added daily. Should you own a relic of similar qualities, my team of curious investigators is at your disposal, eager to assess the object and gather suitable provenance, so we may tell the entire story. And if you would like to join our team of adventurers, give me a jingle at 555-3335. That's 555-EEK. I'll be waiting for your call. And we're back. 
If you guys found that product and or service available in a back alley vending machine somewhere in Tokyo, what flavor would it be? Oh, that's easy. Junior Mint. See, I was thinking more along the lines of like a lime black curry compote. It would be very nice. Sweat flavored. I'm pretty sure it would be lamprey eel with a hint of kumquat. You know, just to kind of hide the clotted blood aftertaste. Iron. Now, dear investigators, we play Case 14, Tape 11. This is the end. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. As Shakespeare wrote, to die, to sleep, perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come. In Roy's dreams, he is well met with old friends who shepherd him through the Angerstein house and Blaine Manor, eventually making their way to Ulthar. Will Rocky finally pay the debt owed to Bugshosh? Or will he manage to outmaneuver destiny yet again with the aid of newfound friends in this faraway land? Roy, Rocky, and Pippa. The three of you are seated at a stone table inside a small thatch-roofed home in the quaint village of Ulthar. There is a roaring fire in the hearth over which a black kettle bubbles away, spewing tantalizing scents of savory meat, stewed vegetables, and a thick broth. Mr. Surtsey, who led you here moments ago, busily makes cocktails at a low sideboard, mixing Campari, dark rum, pineapple juice, and a squeeze of lime, pouring the concoction into colorful ceramic tiki mugs. Ripley the cat is curled up close to the fireplace, a patch of furry shadow watching you with bright green eyes as Surtsey delivers the drinks to the table. Jungle birds, he exclaims, winking at Roy. I do have a bit of a sweet tooth. You look at the cocktails garnished with a pineapple wedge and a paper umbrella designed to look like a dandelion. The mug's contours bear a striking resemblance to your own face. Your host sits at the table, sipping from his own tiki mug, which has been molded to represent some sort of octopus creature with tentacles around its mouth. Now then, before we get down to superfluous exposition, and before Bugshosh arrives, which, by my watch, is approximately 30 minutes, I'm sure you must have some burning questions I can answer. He sips his stainless steel straw noisily. From outside, 
comes the frequent meowing of several cats. Did you put enough Campari in this? People always skimp on that. Well, please, take a taste. I'll let you be the judge, and we always can doctor it. I'll take a sip. Why are there so many cats outside? Simple, really. Elder things generally hate cats. Mortal enemy and all that. Somehow, over time, Ulthar became a kind of hub for these little felines. We don't get the big ones, lynx, cougar, lion, but we do see the occasional Maine Coon or Ragdoll. Mostly it's house cats like Ripley here. Our population varies depending on whether they feel like phasing onto this plane or not. You know how finicky some cats can be. Yes, I do. How is the uh, drink, Roy? It could definitely be bitterer, but it'll do. Well, thank you. Uh, It's my modest attempt at what you humans call the jungle bird. How old is this Budrot guy? You keep calling him the Elder. Oh, uh, Bugshosh? Yes, he's uh, definitely uh, an Elder thing. Uh, One of the old ones, I believe, uh, you refer to him as? So, like, 68? I, I don't suppose you could just tell me how to deal with him. You know, these Elder things are sticklers for collecting debts. And as I understand it, You owe him big time. Do they accept American Express? I suspect old Buggy has lost his patience and needs a viable vessel immediately for some reason I've not yet fathomed. It can't be good news, that's for certain. Oh, it never is. He seems very, very angry. What's this debt anyway? I never did nothing. Oh, it has very little to do with you, Roy, and everything to do with your brother here. We're in my mind, pal. I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with me. Ooh, well, unfortunately, Roy, uh, we're not technically in your dream anymore. Uh, This is the dreamlands where the collective unconscious has been made flesh. A place built by our nightmares and our slumbering fantasies, but unbound by them. A physical manifestation of imagination without a physical location, existing in both space and time, but also outside of it. Think of it as a Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville anywhere except Key West. (laughs) So it's horrible here. So we're in Des Moines, Iowa? If you want Rocky, how come we gotta suffer for it? Oh, I apologize. Uh, my name is Mortimer Surtsey, Mayor of Ulthar. Also amateur cat wrangler, as you can see. I'm afraid I have no dealings with your brother. Okay, if your boss, whatever, the governor of this place. You know, this does get a little convoluted. You see, the filler of space needs a vessel in your world to get things done. Very annoyingly, he borrowed my likeness to deliver messages to you previously. But it wasn't me. And what he didn't know was, (laughs) my little trick, I'd managed to Russian doll myself into that borrowed likeness so I could steer you here to Ulthar instead using the marble I left with Marlene. If You had chosen to continue collecting obsidian gemstones and use the portals instead, you would have ended up at old Buggy's doorstep. Thankfully, 
my ruse worked, and here you are. So we have a little time to devise a some sort of plan before he arrives, which by my watch is in 20 minutes. Why did you help us? Well, Pippa, self-preservation, really. I quite like it here, and the last thing the Dreamlands need is a pissed-off great old one thrashing about, throwing a temper tantrum when he doesn't get what he wants when he wants it. Big baby, really. Quite embarrassing. Can't we just surround ourselves with as many cats as humanly possible? Well, that is one particular plan, and I suppose that is the place in the conversation where we have arrived. Yeah, that's why I started talking about it. As far as Bugshosh goes, there isn't a whole lot we can do. When old Buggy arrives, he'll be in his natural state. An amorphous mass that is darn near immortal. I like the near part of that. Whatever chance we have to outwit him will be slim, cousin to none. But I'm saying there's a chance. And after a fair bit of thought, I've boiled it down to three hard options. Now, just outside this house, in the village square, there is an ancient well. It once held water, but now it has no bottom. It extends beyond this plane to unknown quadrants of unreality, seemingly forever. If we use the proper bait, old Buggy would go down after it like a rainbow trout chases a rooster tail spinner. But the only bait we have is you, Rocky. All right, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not so fast. I have other ideas. And what we know is that old Buggy loves to collect a debt owed. But I'm pretty sure he likes a good sacrifice even more. What god or godlike creature doesn't? We might propose a trade, say... Roy for Rocky? I mean, sure, Roy, you'd probably become a gatekeeper or key master in your world, but it would end your dream state, expelling Rocky and Pippa back to no place like home. Got it, I'll I'll do do it. (laughs) (laughs) But, and my final option, if we're really... Willing to think outside the box? One final idea. It's a bit extreme, but we might be able to Russian doll it. That ploy worked for me the first time. Wouldn't it work again? We could use Rocky as bait. But hidden inside him would be Pippa using her innate powers to merge the corporeal essences. And inside Pippa would be Roy, the dreamer trapped inside a dream, maintaining the illusion and preventing detection. 
And inside Roy would be Ripley, the attacker from within, who can bring all the fury of our feline friends to the battle. With any luck, old Buggy will retreat to lick his wounds, having learned his lesson. However, this strategy is the most risky since any slip might doom us all. But enough of this gloomy talk. Let us drink up and hear what other ideas you might have. If you had to put a percentage chance on that last plan... That will depend mostly on your skill sets. Oh, boy. (laughs) And if it were to fail, there's no second chances in the air, is there? That's it, game over. Yes, I believe that if Bugshash were to detect the ruse, all of you might be forfeit. Well, it is the most recent plan I've heard, so right now it's my (laughs) frontrunner. Is there any way to... Jeez, I don't even know how I would phrase this, but this might seem silly, but use Rocky as bait near the well, and maybe he jumps in, but he's secured outside of it? Well, I don't believe that Bugshosh would fall for that. That's why I brought it up to see if someone else had a better idea similar to that. He would be perpetually chasing Rocky no matter where Rocky went. And please, do not underestimate the size and the fury of Bugshash. What if we painted a black half circle on the side of a mountain? No, that might work. Yes, I think you cracked it. <laughs> With a sign that said this way. We're going to Wiley Coyote Roadrunner him. It's perfect. <laughs> do we have any acne? Which way was the well from here? Oh, it's simply outside the door. I'm going to pick up my mug and start walking for the door. Cheerio! He opens the door, goes right into the well. Ah, ah. (laughs) The well's literally right outside the door. (laughs) (laughs) It's a terrible place to put a well! Rocky, wait. We all came into this together. I think we should do this together. What do you think, Roy? Okay. See? He cares! Yes, but he's an idiot, and you don't know what you're doing. I'm not an idiot. You know what? Jump in a well. I've been at this longer than either of you. By a couple feet. How about you tell us what you did to this guy? Yeah. We've got uh, like seven minutes till he's here. Let's talk. Well, I believe it has to do with a certain virtual reality. Roy, you remember that time we um, spent some time as cats, correct? Yeah, I did well and you suck. Something happened at the end, and I didn't quite... Well, I didn't think I was going to make it out, but I'm assuming whatever happened in the interim between me giving up and me ending on the outside, I apparently made some sort of bargain. And it's the reason I've been able to keep going ever since, why every single time I die, I seem to just pop back up. So you made a deal with the devil, is what you're telling me? More or less. Okay. But did you have a choice in it? It doesn't sound like you even knew it was happening. I thought a deal had to be struck. Like I said, I don't remember much of what happened in the interim. I might have agreed to something. Look, it's the least dangerous plan, and it keeps you two safe. What if you jumped the wrong way, and all the way down you're smacking off of the sides of the walls of this for eternity? That's a long time to get hurt. If that's the price, that must be paid. 
Well, I don't think it costs anything. You just jump in. Look, I was trained to protect everybody from these various circumstances, to make sure that the things that shouldn't be seen stay hidden. And when I started this job, I took an oath that I would follow that directive to the end no matter the cost. If I have to be stuck forever plummeting through some sort of infinite well to make sure that Bugshosh never makes it out of here, then so be it. I was trained to be a realtor, and look at me now. I have one thing that you probably haven't thought of yet. What if you jump in, and he catches up to you and grabs you? I mean, we'll still be falling for all eternity. Have you not heard the way the well works? It's bottomless. Well, what if you, like, hang off the side so it looks like you fell in? That was my thing, except with a rope involved so we could pull him out. Yes, I, I think he might be a quite bit smarter than that. Do you? This guy's afraid of cats. I don't think he's that smart. Why don't we fill the well with cats? <laughs> yes, let's fill the infinite bottomless well with cats. I'm working on a cat apult idea. I might need more than 20 minutes, though. Well, we've got less than that. Now. Well, now we only have four minutes and 11 seconds, so... Oh, he's been here. He's waiting at the door. Uh, whatever you guys are ready. <laughs> Ultimately, it's up to you, Rocky, but we're here to help. And if this plan number three works, we're all safe, and he's got something to think about for quite a while. Yes, but on the other hand, if it doesn't work... If Xerxes has done it before, it can work. Right, Roy? I mean, we don't know how to get out of here regardless. If Rocky's with us or not. Yeah, I don't really want to live here, though it sounds like that might be another option. Mr. Surtsey? Yes, Pippa. I'm sorry. I was busy drinking here. It's delicious. I'm feeling a little sloppy. Is there any way for Roy and myself to leave here? To go back to our lives? Certainly. With the expulsion of Bugshosh from the equation, who was instrumental in trapping you here to begin with, I believe the pathway could be resolved, don't you think, Ripley? Ripley looks up from her bedding at the foot of the hearth and blinks slowly at you and then goes back to sleep. Hey, what's the deal with this me being the key gatekeeper idea that you had said? Well, I mean, if you wish to be the sacrifice and trade places with your brother, then you would become Bugshosh's meat puppet. Well, what's worse, falling down a hole forever or that? Like, can I stay here and drink with you? Oh, I'm afraid not. Once you're under the sway of Bugshosh, you will be his to do whatever he wants you to do. And that's not going to happen. Yes, I'm quite sure there's some particular task that he's set aside for Rocky once he has control of him or whoever, and we're not even certain that he would take the trade. It is simply one thing that I thought of. But again, perhaps the three of you, with your infinite wisdom and foresight, could think of something else. Is there no place... Like home? ...in this reality that he can't encroach on? That we would be safe? No, I'm afraid not, Pippa. Bugshosh is an old one. One of the elder gods. So a slow mover? He has arthritis, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. So he's like that snail that follows me around because I got the $10 million. I don't get that reference, but yes, he is. He's very old. He's after Rocky because he needs him to go to the store and get him some Depends. <laughs> I'm afraid it probably has something to do with Bugshosh's enemies who live in the light where he cannot go. Those kids that are always on his lawn. He needs someone to be his envoy. 
Wait, wait, you just said that he can't go into the light. Can we go to the light? We have a traffic light. It's constantly blinking yellow. No, I'm afraid uh, you your mind is not yet ready for that plane of existence. Well, you are but human, so I wouldn't hold your breath. We're but humans? You're but humans, which are clearly evolved from coneheads. <laughs> All right, Rocky, shut up. You're not going down the hole. Start collecting cats. This is the only sensible thing to do. We're wearing cat coats. The hottest fashion on the runway. Hey, Cyrus, how big is this guy? Oh, he's uh, very massive. Uh, and I believe in uh, approximately four minutes, three seconds, he will be arriving. It's only been eight seconds since I said that? Yes, time works differently here. Don't worry about it. How many cats big is he? Let us say that... Here, he may fill the sky. I say we try the Russian doll. Yeah, I'm down for it. At least we'll have a fighting chance with, with Ripley. Yeah. I mean, he has a lot of eyes, but what are the chances he has cataracts and most of them at his age? Well, if we throw enough cats, he'll have all of them have cataracts. We'll just put my clothes on, like, a scarecrow, <laughs> and when he gets close, we'll throw the scarecrow down the well. I'm sure that's what he tracks, is your looks. He's like a T-Rex. His vision is based on movement. We don't have much time. Let's get started. Put that... Me and that person and that thing and that person. Are you certain this is the plan you wish to proceed You said with? it was 90% effective. Hey, 60% of the time it works every time. Are you all in agreement? Yeah. Yeah. There will be no turning back. I turn my back quickly. Oh, I said no. <laughs> turn around. Me now and then I get a little bit Why did Matt make the sharks... <laughs> He just doesn't know how the song goes. <laughs> well, before we begin the ritual to Russian Dalyu, I've made some stew. Would you like a bit? Yes. To fortify you for the battle. Yes, please. I'm starving and I don't know why. I don't have to eat, but I like stew. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Disco stew? Disco stew. Sasu malu. Please, tuck in your napkins and pick up your spoons and here you go. And he serves up... Uh, some bowls of piping hot stew from the Black Kettle. It smells delightful. It's unlike anything you've had before. A combination of, like, Irish stew and a chili, but with bits of cinnamon in it, kind of lifting it up. It's not super hot spicy, but it's full of spices. Taking a big bite, and I'm like, mm, where'd you get the meat? Mm. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't want to know, but it's bugs mostly, yes. They're full of protein. Grasshoppers, I hate them. They're prickly little legs and beady little eyes and always laughing at me. <laughs> Standing on my shoulder telling me what the right things to do. Well, I hope that makes you feel better because it could be your last supper. I feel exactly the same. Aww. Please finish up your jungle birds and let us proceed with the ritual. One last question, if you don't mind. Oh, Jesus Christ, where did he come from? I seem to keep coming back every time I die, but what would happen if I were to not come back? Or is there a way I could not come back? Just outright deny him what he wants. Unfortunately, as you can tell by those dwindling numbers in your eyes, when and if that number were ever to reach the finite period, you will become his meat puppet soulless with no redemption. Okay, scratch that idea. That was his original plan. 
but he is an impatient lot, and thankfully I was able to divert his attention to utilize my own machinations, or whatever. <laughs> There's something, I don't know. <laughs> yes, uh, unfortunately, once you are in the thrall of Bugshosh's grip, there is very little wiggle room. All right, does that answer everybody's questions? Because I have all of my boxes ticked. You've managed to hit every one of them. Or I've politely steered you towards them. <laughs> I knew it. You didn't steer me anywhere. Hold on, I need to finish reading the end user license agreement. I always read these things before I click accept. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, you have one minute and 12 seconds left. Guys, let's do this. Let's get. Let's just Let's fight. We've been fighting this whole time. I didn't have any questions anyway to begin with. I just always knew. All right. Please rise and form a circle with me, if you wouldn't mind. Hold hands. Pippa, you will be to the left of Rocky. Roy, to the right, please. And Ripley shall sit here in the middle. Now repeat after me. Close your eyes. Close your, your eyes. And chant all together, please. Concentrate. 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 No, not yet. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying. Not yet. That's not what I'm saying. All right. Repeat after me. Go, go. Go, go. Dream. 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 Warriors. Warriors. (laughs) Go, go, dream warriors. 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 Go, go, power rangers. And as you are chanting these magical words... Roy and Pippa begin to feel a sense of vertigo, almost as if they're moving and they're shifting into Rocky, merging with him. And Rocky continues to chant the words along with Cersei. And at a certain point, when all three of you are merged, Rocky can hear you inside of him chanting those words in unison with him. And then... Cersei steps forward, picks up Ripley, grabs Rocky by the nose, tips his head back to open his mouth, and shoves the cat down into his throat. Rocky, you are surprised at first. Minty. As Ripley slithers quickly down your throat, essentially disappears down your esophagus, and you can feel a swollenness to your abdomen now where she sits coiled. That's when the fur ball comes up. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh dear. Wasn't expecting that. I'm, I'm sorry. Would you like a little jungle bird to wash that down? If you don't mind, just a little something. I mean, it's no worse than what happened in Bahrain, but I don't like talking about what happened back in Bahrain. If we live through this, I wouldn't mind hearing that tale. It's not as interesting as it sounds. All right. Well, are you ready, Rocky, to meet your maker? As if I have a choice. How about your unmaker? How would that be? Dad? Is that you? I thought you went to get cigarettes, but you never came back. Certsy walks to the front door and opens it, beckoning you outside. After you, Rocky. Oh, thank you very much. How kind. And a step outside. And as you pass, he whispers, Best of luck. 
Well, I mean, I only have 57 luck, but if you want to give me some more, that'd be lovely. Without warning, an inky cloud of darkness oozes into the sky overhead, blotting out the warmth of the twin suns and casting a gray pall over the landscape. He's here, Cersei declares too cheerfully, but with a slight quaver in his voice. Above, the black mass swirls and coagulates into a deeper, darker hole in the sky that is gradually illuminated by many eyes. A myriad of colors and sizes belonging to many different life forms some of which you do not recognize. Then, from this rupture in space, a loathsome sound erupts, like that of a foghorn calling out to ghost ships lost at sea. The boom is due. Surrender. To me. Now, because Pippa and Roy are contained within you, they need not roll sanity. The reason that you do not need to roll sanity, Rocky, is because you have seen this thing in the many visions over quite some time. Each time you died, you've seen a glimpse of at least a portion of this thing. And that's why your Cthulhu mythos has gone up. So when Bugshash appears, it's not that surprising. It's impressive, but it's not sanity shaking for you. Oh, you're so goddamn dramatic. Will you get over yourself? I'd rather not. You're worse than those kids on the talk tick. Is, is that what they call it? I, take, I, I think I, it's tick. No, no, I, I, let me check. No, is it Facebook? No, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't understand this whole social media thing. Maybe it's because I'm I'm older, but it just doesn't make any sense well, to me. Well, I'm older than you. So, so do you understand this? Because I don't understand it. It makes, it makes no, no sense. sense. Exactly, that's what I've been saying. One by one, enormous segmented legs jut from the black hole, pulling the mass from within, eager to pounce. As the infernal eyes continue to stare at you with hungry intent. Well, are you going to get this on with, or am I going to have to, I don't know, throw a dance party or something? I don't know. What do you want? I'm here, aren't I? You want it? Come and get it, Big Bye. Best Buy's brother. Big Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hungrily, Bugshash emerges completely from his roost, seeming to turn the benighted heavens inside out as his black robes unfurl like a tsunami of darkness behind the bloated, arachnid body. As it draws nearer and nearer, it commands in a much quieter voice 
whispering in your mind, the psychic intrusion bringing tears to your eyes. Let me in. Gonna take the jungle bird that I've been holding that he gave me that I sipped on after a hairball. Gonna slam it back, smash the mug on the ground. Like, I'm right here. You want it? Come and get it, fuckface. Involuntarily, your mouth opens wide. Wider. Until you hear the muscles around your jaws begin to creak at their limit. The dark thing descends, rearranging its mass so it can begin to slither past your teeth and down your throat. As you try not to gag, you sense those within you poised to spring the trap. All right, guys, here's how it's going to go. As I said, This boils down to three dice rolls. The first roll is all reliant on Rocky. Great. You must roll disguise to hide what is inside you. Expenditure of luck is viable and pushing a roll is viable. I needed a 40. I rolled a 92. Not great. So you have the option of spending luck, but that would be 52 points of luck. I have 57 points of luck. See? Or you push it, and a push roll cannot be modified by luck. So it's completely up to you. The odds aren't in your favor. I say go for it. (laughs) I said are not in his favor. Oh. Oh, boy. Couldn't have rolled a little bit better, huh? I'd be at, like, Roy levels of luck, and that's not really a good place to be. Yet I've lived the longest. Hmm. Fair point. Sometimes you gotta sell out to stay alive. (laughs) I guess I'm... I'm gonna spend 52 points of luck. Peer pressure? What does that leave you with? Oh, uh, five, yeah. I do not have the least amount of luck on the show now. Woohoo! So when I realize... You know, I'm starting to lose it a bit, and he might find out. My brain immediately goes back to my years of, of agent training, of being able to to hide things off, to compartmentalize, to be able to reorganize information, to be able to hide things in plain sight. And I pull on all of that knowledge, all of those multitude of years of experience across different agencies and different positions to almost move things around inside, so to speak, to, to push Pippa just a little bit deeper, to maybe push put out a couple of things to distract him so that he's, you know, watching my left hand while I'm holding something in the right. And I just hope that that's, that's enough for him to, to miss what's really going on. And indeed, you feel him hesitate for a moment, but then push forward hungrily deeper, eager to have possession of his prize. Pippa. You must roll power to maintain the dominate spell, which is binding everyone within. Ah, I needed a 60. I rolled a 62. That's a fail until I spend two luck. (laughs) I use all my years of experience as from my agent training (laughs) as a realtor. Yes, my agent training. Knowing how to take something that's maybe not in the best shape or that 
can reveal something that's wrong with the situation that we're in and hide it with a beautifully baked apple pie. Oh, pie. Mm, yeah, Rocky smells suddenly fresh baked pie. Huh. Your stomach grumbles despite the fact that you just had some stew. This place smells like somewhere I want to live. <laughs> yeah, it does. Bugshash thinks the same thing. Oh, man, I guess I really hit the jackpot in this one. <laughs> All right. And indeed, Bugshash proceeds into the last few empty spots within Rocky. Roy, you must roll charm to maintain the illusion of the dream state, helping to cloak your true intent. I need a 60, I got a 30. It's a hard success. I can't wait till the cat fails its roll. Good job. He borrows the fresh apple pie from the last one. <laughs> well, the biggest thing that's charming about me is my ability to distract from the real issues at hand. So, as I'm doing what I'm doing under the skin, Bugshash can't help but not pay too close attention to what's going on. Bugshash detects nothing. The trap has been set, and now it will be sprung. There is a moment of utter quiet as the Elder Thing prepares to surge forward and fulfill its moniker, the Filler of Space. But then... Ripley the cat moves from within, bursting from that metaphorical Russian doll in the center and latching onto Bugshash with a ferocity belying her size. As the feline turns the tables, merging with the dark intruder, she begins to attack from inside his formless mass. The Elder Thing's grotesque form scurries backward, leaving Rocky's body, no longer concerned with its prize or the debt it is owed, only wishing to retreat. Yowling, it rises back into the sky toward its void-like nest. Your last glance of Bugshash is his countless terrified yet defeated eyes, wide in shock or rolling with total insanity. Then he is gone, presumably banished from Ulthar and battling Ripley elsewhere. Gradually, the twin suns burn bright once more overhead, warming the island village of Ulthar. Cats emerge from their hiding spots, leaping from windowsills and peeking from behind bushes to rub against your ankles, purring mightily. Well done, heroes. Well done. How about we just reverse that whole merging thing? That did it, Dan. Here you are. I just said what we said before backwards. Roy and Pippa basically slide out of Rocky and slumped to the ground, completely covered in some sort of ectoplasmic substance. Oh, it's sticky in there. I need a towel. Pippa, your insides are gross. 
Did we do it? Did it work? Yes, he is uh, retreated for now, and I am fairly certain that Ripley will keep him occupied for some time. I wouldn't worry about him anymore. And oh, look, Rocky's numbers in his eyes are gone. I guess that means you can't ignore me when I'm in trouble anymore, Roy, because the next time you do that, I'm actually gone. I can ignore you anytime I want, all the time. Anyway, about that towel, do you, do you have a Let's towel? Let's just say if you're the reason I die, I'm haunting your ass for the rest of your life. Just need a towel. If anybody has a towel. Just pick up one of the cats next to you and start crumping. <laughs> they love that. Well, come inside and get cleaned up and we'll have a another victory drink. Make mine a little stronger this time. I'm going to need it. Oh, you've earned it, yes. Come on inside. And he leads you back into the thatch-roofed home. And the door closes. For an unlucky few, this is the end. For others, a new beginning. But for most of us, these events were but a blip in the continuum of time, a vast and unknowable flow of events over which we wield little control. There are heroes and there are villains, yet it's not always easy to tell them apart. Many live in the gray area between these two extremes, but if you look closely... If you shield your hand above your eyes and squint, you can discern which is which. The path is clear if you have the courage to really see. So, the next time you're offered up a deal from the devil, think twice. Is it worth it? Probably not. Instead, Venture toward goodness. Strive for truth. When you've studied all the case files, listened to all the tapes, pack them up for the next person who might be subjected to these horrors. Tuck them away in a filing cabinet located in a secret underground cave system beneath an innocent-looking mansion in Arkham, Massachusetts. And on your way out, don't forget to turn out the light. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. That was really good. I have five points of luck. You'll get over it, bro. All right, guys, I think we've come to the point where we need to do some hashtag recommendos, where we share some of our geeky obsessions. So it looks like we have Matt starting us off. If you're like me, whenever you play an MMO or an ARPG or an RPG where you're helping other people, you, you tend to like to take the support role. I like playing healers. Uh, my longest running character in World of Warcraft was a, a Tauren cleric who is called the Holy Cow. 
unlike a lot of people who like to, you know, be on the front lines and be dealing up the damage, I think it's more fun and more interesting for me to play the game of how do I divvy up my resources? How do I spend my time uh, to keep everybody going, to keep everybody alive? I always end up playing, you know, healers or support characters wherever I go, and I love it every time. Uh, And so I'm really happy to say that I found a game that lets me live out that fantasy for as long as I want. It's called Mini Healer, and it is a single-player a uh, single player game that simulates uh raiding in a game like uh World of Warcraft or raiding in uh, an RPG where it's you and your team against you know an increasingly difficult series of challenges and enemies and bosses and it's up to you as the healer of your party to keep everyone alive but in between raids, you also have the ability to customize your team to kind of help support your gameplay style. You can buy items for them. You can change their armor around. You can modify their tactics in an effort to defeat more and more powerful enemies. And it's just so much fun because it, again, ticks that that resource management box of playing that game of keeping everybody alive. It seems simplistic, but once you get into it and you start digging into the new wants it's a lot deeper than it looks and i have an absolute blast with it every time i i put it on to you know knock out a boss or two so if you're if you're like me and you like playing that support role you like playing healers you like the micromanagement and the the aspect of you know resource management check out mini healer because it's uh, a really fun little game that deserves some attention thank you matt Sounds like fun. And uh, I'm, I'm going next. My recommendo tonight is comics. So despite having grown up with comics, I don't really consider myself a collector or even a consistent reader. However, recently the comedian Patton Oswalt tweeted a favorite of his was on sale. And since I like his nerd sensibilities, I decided to snag the complete series of The Autumnal, written by Daniel Krauss and illustrated by Chris Sheehan. As all good Lovecraftian stories begin, a young woman discovers her estranged mother has died and left her the house. So she leaves her old life behind and takes her young daughter back to the place where she grew up. Old memories flood back, all centering on a childhood rhyme. And the community is revealed to be under the spell of an ancient evil. At times, the narrative reminds me of a Joe Hill story, uh, similar to Lock and Key, but with a more adult edge. There is movement and metaphor represented well in the panels, with the cheerful color schemes contrasting nostalgically with a creeping dread. I'll say without spoiling too much, it's a good dose of folk horror, with some fun twists. So, if you've been wanting to see people get attacked by dead leaves, check out the autumnal. It follows. And next up we have Brian. It's-a me, Brian. Um, I'm going to recommend Convertio by Soft-O, the company that allows you to do file conversions and several other things in... The cloud. (laughs) I am not savvy to create file types that are needed for 
particular projects. Two months ago, I needed to convert a JPEG into a high-resolution image so a printer could print stuff for us. I had no clue how to do that. And guess what? The one app that I know how to use, Microsoft Word, doesn't do it. So I did some searching and I found this and uh, it's just Convertio. So it's convert IO at the end. And you can basically put any file type in, whether it's a photo or document, and it can change it to any other file type for it and does it right there. Then you download it and you're good to go. They also have services like adding subtitles to videos, which I have used recently, which was really cool for our presentation for our first meeting. And uh, the kids were very impressed that I knew how to, that I could figure out how to do some of this stuff. So it's very easy to use. It's free unless you have larger files than you would pay a monthly fee for that. Also have uh, video compression so you can compress your videos down, send them. So yeah, check it out if you're in the need. Convertio has saved my butt several times when parents needed stuff. Now, I need it right now for the printer and I have no idea how to do that stuff. So it worked out well and that's what I've used since. All right, thanks Brian. We'll check that out. And Gabe, you are up last. But not least, but not most either. (laughs) I will be recommending a podcast. Um, As of late, I've been working alone, doing the whole accounting thing where people don't talk to me. So I have had opportunities to listen to podcasts while I do so, uh, which is hard. I have a hard time finding podcasts that I like because I think that the most important thing is finding people that you like. And I like these guys. Uh, It's called the Food Court Podcast. There's a lot of podcasts called that. So their logo is like a fortune cookie. The premise of the podcast is very simple. It's a movie going experience podcast where, you know, they do the same thing every time they pick a food out of their mall. They review the food, usually poorly, because they spin a wheel to decide where they're going to eat, and they always end up eating somewhere that makes them throw up. And then they go see a movie, and then they go sit in their car and talk about the movie. And it's just a lot of fun, Uh, especially fun if you, like, know about the movie, because, you know, it's kind of hard to just listen about something you've never heard of. I think that their Predator episodes, like, they did a bunch of early on ones where they just talked about the different Predator movies were all a lot of fun because I love that series, even the bad ones. But simply, I I just like the guys. They're funny. They, like, all their shticks really land for me. Like, they have a whole bit where they talk about the previews that they see for the movies, and I just think that's funny because they try and just develop opinions about movies based off of the previews. And they're like, well, I'll never go see it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, So it's just funny. These guys seem to live interesting lives. They kind of seem like they see every movie ever because they'll literally talk about, oh, I went and saw that movie, but they never did an episode on it. So these are guys that just love movies, and they're always going. They're in Nashville, and I guess it's a pretty big place because they are always they always have guests coming on from other shows and stuff and comedians, and, you know, they might be lying, but it, I think it's probably genuine. It seems like every once in a while they'll run into, like, people at the movies. Like, they was once they ran into the wrestler Shamer, Seamus watching in their theater. It's just a lot of fun, so check that out it's the food court podcast all right guys well that is it for this episode of the lovecraft tapes and for this case so thank you for listening please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer if you like what you hear please leave us a review meanwhile you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels including reddit youtube and our discord server where you can chat with us in real time you can find me on twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. 
And if anybody wants to donate a little bit of luck to the I No Longer Have a Lot of Luck Fund, please help me. Oh, dear God, please help me. You can find me on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. I'm taking in any and all donations right now. And if anybody wants to congratulate me on no longer being the lowest luck member of the podcast, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. And to help with our luckathon, if you'd like to donate your used or old vehicle, you can contact me at Brian Podcasts. Until next time, roll four. Billy Super Sounds of the 70s. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.